0: That is the million dollar question, isn't it? Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Melissa Kirscher and Wendy Bolesby.
1: dear listeners to Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I am Melissa and I am joined as always by my fantabulous co-host Oh, Wendy. That's me. <laughs> yes, Wendy, that's you. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and uh, the two of us are here as per usual to talk about things that sparked joy, who that glimmered joy, that made us feel joy over the last week or so. Primarily cinematic things, but also some other things. So So, Windy Mm -hmm. and your listeners, Windy, Mm -hmm. what brought you joy this week? Okay, Um, I apologize. You might
0: be able to hear it in the background. Uh, We have recently in my house discovered uh, Broadway bootlegs on YouTube. (laughs) And uh, so, in the background right now, we got a little Hades town going on. But there is on YouTube a pro shot of Legally Blonde, the musical that was filmed by MTV. And like, I need to look into, is there a way to buy it? Because, um, like, you know how much I love a good pro shot Broadway Mm -hmm. show, for sure, right? But also, like, and this is a frequent refrain from... Anybody who has to deal with me at all knows how much I am salty about the fact that Broadway fights against recording shows instead of embracing it, right? Mm. Um, people don't want to spend $1,000 for a ticket for a show they've never seen. All pro shots do is get people excited and make them want to go see the show and see what, they, what they've what they already experienced, uh, so anyway, Legally Blonde, the musical, first off, this is not a new show. Uh, right. It's like a decade old. It is like the soundtrack, the the score, the songs are such a bop. They are so catchy. There's some things they change from the movie that I don't love, um, namely... Uh, where Elle basically drives herself to succeed. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's because they need to build up Emmett more, right? Mm-hmm. The, the romantic lead character. Uh, Emmett has to sort of goad her into it um, and keep help her stay focused on succeeding in law school. At first, and I'm like, mm, I don't love that as much as El just being smart and deciding to do it on her own. But I also understand the needs of narrative and he gets a good song along the way. So, good. so, you know, and the cutest thing, the cutest thing they do is that all of the sorority sisters who you meet at the very beginning, obviously, when she goes off to Harvard, she's not around them anymore. But when she first comes into crisis, basically she goes into a fugue state and they all <laughs> pop up. And she's like, What are you doing here? And it's like, Well, this is a tragedy, what's happening. And every tragedy needs a Greek chorus. <laughs> <laughs> and so they pop up uh, and they like sing back up and are commenting on the action and talking to her and it's a Mm -hmm. really fun device to keep them more involved in the story because realistically the story of Legally Blonde is like a three-person story right four three four-person story like how do you add a chorus into it it's a really smart way to do it so there's There's a lot to like. The choreography is really fun. Um, And yeah, so you can find it on YouTube. You just look for Legally Blonde and it's the MTV Pro Shot and it's right there. If you don't have like, you know, the YouTube subscription, you're going to get a commercial like every 10 minutes or so, which is kind of annoying, but also whatever. Eh. Welcome to the internet. You got to pay the piper one way or the other.
1: I can show you how to harvest... Video off of YouTube, Melissa. <laughs> um,
0: I mean, it can be done. Uh, I feel like I like I do want to just try to find see if there's a way to buy it because it's not yeah. the gr- the highest resolution that they've uploaded. Like it's it's a little grainy, and mm-hmm. is you know for a pro shot, come on, it could be better. So, um, but. I mean, that's a useful skill. Nobody ever (laughs) heard that Melissa was thinking of ever doing that because that's definitely not a thing that anybody should ever do. We'll talk after. Okay.
1: Okay. (laughs) What about you, (laughs) Melissa? What did you watch this week? I found a lot of delights this week. So pardon me while I mention a few things. So first of all, uh, in honor of the Meg 2 coming out, <laughs> uh my friends Kelvin and Noel, uh, friends of the podcast, Kelvin and Noel, uh came over to my house and we watched Shark exploitation, Jaws rip-offs for yes! an entire night. It was awesome. Um some were very bad and some were gloriously bad. <laughs> and um you know, the less said about Mega Shark versus Mecha Shark, probably the better. It's not it's not fun. It's just bland, which is unfortunate for a movie that has a shark robot. Oh. Uh but the other ones we saw were winners. So, uh you know, first of all, we did watch The Meg cuz uh, Kelvin hadn't seen The Meg before. That and is the
0: definition of a great movie.
1: That it, it you know what? It is really fucking fun. Uh, you know, Jason Statham versus giant shark. Yes. Sharks. Uh yeah, it's that's a spoiler. <laughs> there's more than one shark. I mean you see smaller sharks. And okay. there's a bigger shark. <laughs> it's, it's everything is relative. But anyway, there there's there's sharks and there's like an undersea or undersea uh, lab. And there is an Elon Musk sort of guy. Who is funding the whole thing? And, but he's not as much of an asshole as Elon Musk because that's hard to do. And nobody could, you know, conceive of that back in 2018 when they made the Meg. And, uh, you know, it's super fun. <laughs> Jason Statham <laughs> versus Shark. There's, I mean, what's not to like, right?
0: Right. Ah, uh, it's got all of the stock supporting characters that you that you expect and they do exactly what you want i mean like that's the kind of movie where you go you know it's not good but it is great
1: it is great it is great now what else further on we also did piranha 2 the spawning oh which (laughs) which Yes, it's not sharks, but it is absolutely shark exploitation because it is a Jaws knockoff right down to the mayor of the town and and all that fun shit. Uh, so. For those unfamiliar with it, Piranha 2 The Spawning was made by a very young. James Cameron. Yep. It, of course, is a sequel to the original Piranha, which was made by Joe Dante, which has also got a lot to. Lot going for it but very young james cameron was working with a uh italian producer on this movie and this italian producer figured that he was uh uh not doing a great job and kicked him off the movie but then brought him (laughs) back later to do post on it and you could tell exactly the stuff that was filmed by james cameron (laughs) and the stuff that was filmed by this italian producer because james cameron actually knew what the fuck he was doing even back then because he came up through the ranks of, uh, the Roger Corman team, mm-hmm. you know, like he got into special effects by doing, um, he's a big boat nerd, you know, Oh yeah. who, who knew, who knew? Ah, and so he was, he was making like uh, model boats and then he started doing movie special effects, like for B- battle beyond the stars, I think was one of his, and then he went into filmmaking and Perenna two is his debut. Or as he says, his first uh first feature. <laughs> <laughs> his actual first feature, as he considers it, is Terminator. Which yeah, that is makes admirable. Sense. But yeah, uh Piranha 2 is uh you know uh mysteriously competent in a lot of ways. Uh it does lean into the fact that the the uh, concept is stupid because uh, <laughs> it involves genetically modified piranha, grunion, flying fish that leap out of the water and attack people by going for their jugulars and they just, you know, eat their faces and stuff.
0: Yeah. And... Uh, I'm yeah. sorry.
1: Like what? Of course. Yeah. Uh, really great underwater photography. And uh, also... A young Lance Her- Henrikson. Ah, oh, uh, yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah. I mean, Cameron yeah, it,
0: loved him. Cameron used him oh, again God, yeah. and again.
1: Yeah, and rightly so, because Lance Henrikson's amazing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's got a lot of work to do in in this movie, and so uh, yeah, he's he's basically the Sheriff Brody. It right oh, down yeah. to the d- dressing up like Sheriff Brody. <laughs> <laughs> You know he's got the tan shirt and everything, awesome. But yeah, it's uh, it it is a bucket of chum. It is it is. <laughs> it's joy. It's joy. But the real the real star of the evening, the one that kind of came out of nowhere for us, mm-hmm. Ghost Shark. Oh, okay, but, uh... right.
0: I don't know that I've even heard of this one. When, Most when? people
1: haven't, I imagine. This is like a little no-budget thing that came out of Louisiana, I don't know, a decade, decade and a half ago. Uh, very cheaply made, but you can tell the, the people are at least, you know, fairly competent at what they're doing. You know, like the 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 movie is actually edited together well. It's shot competently. Uh, so I'm pretty sure it's, like, local Louisiana filmmakers who... Um, I, I believe the director, you know, has done maybe, like, uh, some work on Walking Dead and stuff like that later on in his career. But Ghost Shark is about a ghost shark that the comes shark back... shark that's a ghost? The shark that's a ghost that comes back to <laughs> haunt its killer. <laughs> And so being a ghost shark, it doesn't have to obey regular <gasps> shark rules. It just has to come out of water. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Isn't it amazing? Oh, my God. And, and so, you know, I, will, I won't spoil the, the best of the best stuff that they uh, pull with it. <laughs> but, like, for an example... There is one scene where a uh, younger teen, who, who is not supposed to drive, uh, takes a, a sports car and drives up to a, one of those bikini car washes. And so the girls in bikinis are it, washing this car lasciviously. <laughs> and there's a bucket of soapy water. No! And the shark <laughs> comes out! <laughs> and eats all the bikini babes! <laughs> that that is the level we are operating at here, and I I was so into this fucking movie. <laughs> Where can I find this? I'll have to ask Noel. I think I think he can hunt around. It's probably on YouTube somewhere. Or how prob- did you I know, know. that
0: How did I know that this was Noel who brought this? No,
1: we all agreed we wanted to see Ghost Shark first and then we sent Noel after it. So... (laughs) And, and, and the cherry on the sundae? Richard Maul from (gasps) Night Court. No. As basically dollar store David Harbour. (laughs) The... He is playing the old, drunken uh, lighthouse keeper whose wife has had disappeared in an accident long ago. And there's, he's somehow tied into this ghost shark mystery. And of course, you know, the teens have to band together with him somehow to get rid of the curse of the ghost shark. <clears throat> it's amazing. Mindy. It is so amazing. <laughs>
0: um, okay. Just FYI. Apparently it's available maybe on Hoopla. To stream hoopla is the streaming service your local library offers, mm-hmm. by the way. I love that. Also, yeah. maybe you can rent it on Voodoo. I had yeah. to look that up. I had to yeah. I love that the library is like, here, educate yourself on Ghost Shark. <laughs> <laughs> Ghost Brilliant. Shark.
1: Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> oh. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh that that was the the true find of this week. And at least in terms of shark exploitation, I have one other movie that was not part of shark exploitation night, which is a legit good movie. Oh. And I mentioned it last week cuz I was about to go watch it a few hours after recording last week's episode. Mhm. Cuz uh we brought it up for Criterion night, which is on Mondays. And so, my non-shark recommendation this week that I have to mention is called Shinjuku Boys. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's this one-hour-long documentary made in 1995 about these trans men in Tokyo that work in a host club. Mm. And so it it's it basically you know just follows their lives for a little bit and. Um, LGBTQIA+ material made between certain years of history tend to almost uniformly be dark and alarming yeah. <laughs> because because of the AIDS crisis. Yeah. And uh 1995 you might assume that this might be a dark and troubling uh documentary but it's not. They oh. it, no it's it's a very it doesn't get maudlin or sappy or anything about these, uh, trans men, but it, you know, it's, it's just a fairly, um, you know, what you see is what you get sort of documentary, but it's very positive and, hmm. it, you know, they don't get into the, oh, you know, uh, it, they, they don't seem to be, society doesn't seem to be lashing out at them there there ah. is a uh acceptance to what they do now japan in general has some issues with how they deal with uh trans people and mm-hmm. you see a little bit of that in the documentary like like there's a phone call one of them finally reconnects with his mother and the mom Basically says, so when are you going to come out of this phase and you know maybe get married and, and <laughs> but but no the the mother is you know other she doesn't understand but she's supportive. It's a very sweet phone call. Um, she is still supportive, but she's she she doesn't quite get it. Yeah, but there's an acceptance. So that's kind of the level that this movie is operating on and seeing something of this vintage that uh has a a lighter touch to it and also is exploring trans people in a uh society that is not America or Britain or you know any of the you know major western hemisphere sort of thing. It's it's a uh it's a fascinating little movie. It's on Criterion right now. Uh like I said, it's only an hour long. It's uh it's a good watch. Oh. It really is. Yeah. Oh,
0: okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. And, and also, you know, anytime they go anywhere, they, they have community around them. It's really, really quite sweet. Like, you know, they go into to uh, the hair salon and they're like, oh, how's the things at the club? And then, you know, like a drag queen comes in and she's getting all her hair done, too. And one of them starts uh, dating a drag queen. So they're quite a couple. No. And... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. OK. OK. Yeah. It's it's a fascinating
0: little film. Yeah, that's a interesting time too. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so there we are. Yeah, yeah. So, Wendy, mm-hmm. we mostly I, but we have been talking about movie things that have brought us joy. <laughs> yeah, what other things have brought you joy this week? Um,
0: speaking of the library, like libraries are so rad. I yeah. just I. God bless them. Um, So we have our little little local library is a 15-minute walk from our house, 10 minutes if you're really really hoofing it. Um, And the Austin library system is quite good, actually. And so Mm -hmm. uh, thanks to TikTok, I get all of these book recommendations of, like, here's another book you might like. And so listeners – I didn't want to spend money on a book that I hadn't, like, No, literally the TikTok was, here are a bunch of books that I think are really great that nobody knows about. And I'm like, okay, I will listen to what you are saying. Because uh, if you ended <laughs> up on my feed, it means that you're, like, you're also liking and commenting on the books that I do like. Um, mm-hmm. And so it was a, a book and recommended, And I'm like, well, I don't want to spend money on it. I wonder if I can get it from the library. I totally can. Uh, and of course you can like, hey, could you get this book delivered to my to my library so I don't have to run around and find it? Yep. Here it is. Here's your notification. Book's waiting for you. Walk down, pick up the book. Woot, woot. A Deadly Education by Naomi Novik. It's a oh. New York Times bestseller that I never heard of, by the way. And it's like 20... 18 like it's not even that old it is it is harry potter but if death was really on the line (laughs) uh okay the premise is that there are wizards who can do magic and they're and they're constantly hunted by what they call mals um which is malef like malevolent Creatures who want Mm -hmm. to, um, like, what? basically the teen years of a wizard, they are both delicious and unable to defend themselves. And so what the wizards, once you get older, you have the power to defend yourself and they don't come after you so much. So what wizards did was they created a school where the kids could be safe. Mm -hmm. So it's meant to be, like, very, like, hard to get into for the mouths. And, okay. uh, and then like four years of training. So when they come out, they are able to defend themselves. But what's cool about it is, um, cause it, this, it exists in this void space. So they have no outside contact. They even talk about how these kids are all pale as fuck. Cause they're not getting any fucking vitamin D. They don't, mm-hmm. don't have any sunlight. Um, and there are no teachers. There are no adults of any kind because it's all just huh. magic automatically taking taking care of things. And huh. so if you get a seat at at in the school like on induction day you are just teleported there and your parents don't know if you lived or died until you come out. And the death rate on this is like uh 50% or more. Jesus. Right? <laughs> Oh, my God. Be- because even though it's hard for the Mals to get in, they still do. hmm And somewhere along the way, the school broke. And basically, graduation day is a fucking gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> like... You rotate down, the doors to the graduation hall open, and the outside doors to leave the school are only open for 15 minutes, but the entire graduation hall is packed full of these mouths who have figured out that once a year they get a smorgasbord. <laughs> yeah. it's Wow. Right? Like, there are kids dying. The heroine of the story is really, like grumpy, taciturn, antisocial, like, not hard to like, because you understand every reason for what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, so it, she's, she, nobody likes her because she's bitchy all the time to everyone. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's a trilogy. And so now I need to find the other two books, but that
1: has brought me joy this week. Hey, right? that sounds fun. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I will uh, launch off of that because uh, I've been watching all of Key and Peele, the original sketch show by Keegan-Michael Key and Jordan Peele, three seasons. And uh, so while I donate platelets every week, I just sit and watch episodes until I'm done. And so I'm in the middle of a blood donation center with headphones on watching my own personal Netflix. And, you know, there's the... If you're if you're watching a sketch show or something really funny with friends, you tend to laugh out loud. But if you're alone, you tend not to unless it really catches you off guard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. There was one that hit me as ridiculously funny when I was giving blood. And it's the... They have a sketch that is inner city Hogwarts. <laughs> oh, Wendy, it's hilarious. And uh, yeah... I, w- I was sitting there going, Bla-ha-ha! like just right in the middle of the, um, <laughs> the, the, the blood donation center. And, and one of the, uh, women who's usually there when I donate, she said, Oh, what are you laughing at? I said it's Key and peel And she goes, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to find oh, that I sketch. Know. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll try to find it online and, uh, link to it. Dear listeners. Uh, I'm sure it's out there on, uh, there are a lot of Key and peel sketches that are just on YouTube. By themselves. So I'm sure it's out there somewhere.
0: <laughs> okay. Right, yeah, that, right? that's
1: too perfect. That's too oh, perfect. Yeah. Just dovetail right in there. And of course, you know, it was also uh the the show was running like season two happened when Obama uh got reelected. Oh yeah. And so that whole season, every single episode opens with the Obama's weekly address and it's, it's uh, Jordan Peele playing Obama and then Keegan-Michael Key as the anchor translator.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Bit. Perfect.
1: Perfect. Perfect. I love Perfect.
0: it so much.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was I one mean, of those that also made me just burst out loud. It was. I so remember
0: great. just what, like the way my brain exploded with um, the substitute teacher sketches of just like, Oh God. Yeah. White names are weird too. We uh-huh. just are
1: used to them. hmm mm-hmm. A Aaron. A Aaron. Ja- yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, so good. Yeah,
0: so good. Thanks.
1: Yeah. All right, dear listeners, that's about all the time we have this week, and so we will come back next week with even more joy for y'all. And so until then, I have been Melissa and <laughs> over there on the other side of the continent. Well, Windy. country. Yeah. Hi, e. Wendy. E. Hi, e. Melissa. I love you, Wendy. I love you too, Melissa. <laughs> and so we will come at you next week with more joy. More oh, joy. Bye. bye.